Heaven high. Heaven high. The the rum doings podcast episode quarter of a thousand. That's right. We did it. The topic today is now that the illegal rave scene is having a renaissance, is it also time to welcome back the marathon bar? Why have you taken so long to record? Yes, don't you even start. You are a bad person and everyone listening knows it. Really? Mm -hmm. I I don't know about that. Um, Has anything happened since we last recorded with you? No. Nothing at all? No events have occurred. I've just been in stasis. Yes, this is in fact time for you. And when we stop recording, there is no time. That's right. So tell us about your travails. No. You have to. You wrote blogs about it. Well, you didn't actually. Not. Only Laura did. Usually you have your side of the, because you, you're the one who matters. So usually your side of the tragedy no. is, is, is blog, but you didn't this time. Why not? Because it, it, I haven't for ages. It's been her thing for a long time. But you did used to add Very your comment. Yeah. But then you became lazy, didn't you? Well, yes, lazy. And it's just more her thing. And I, I think I think she's doing a fine job. Yeah. Well, you anyone sa- cares, they can go to, uh, what's the URL? Um, I don't know. Baby. Did we doc- registered pregnant pause. I can't remember. I do, yes, we did. Yes. But I suppose pregnant I still like to say baby.botherer.org is better. So, yeah, you, you had a, a mishap, but you're trying again. Yes. It's ex- an expensive job, isn't it? Oh, it's ridiculous. Well, is it ridiculous or is it value for money if you think about what they actually have to do and so on? What, what do you genuinely know. think? I mean, do I don't you th- know. For, for, for success, you'd pay any amount. For failure, it feels horrible. No, no I'm, not, I'm not saying whether it's worth it. I'm saying, do you feel you get value for money? In other words, do you think they are taking you and wringing you dry? Or do you think, actually, you know, they've got a lot of work to do. There are a lot of expensive people that have to be in the mix. There's technologies, there's time, and so on. In other words, does it feel, yeah, that's kind of what I'd expect this sort of thing to cost? Or do you feel like you're being diddled? I don't know. I don't know the answer. I feel like they are, they're certainly making a profit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's private, in it? So, well, yeah, you prefer uh, private healthcare. There isn't an option. <laughs> I've never used private healthcare in all my live long years, apart from this, which I think is more of a sort of, well, it's a vanity thing, isn't it, really? Yes. You, you wish to create photocopies of yourself because you think you're so brilliant. I am. I am. I am extraordinarily good. And as is proven by my son being so much better than your awful daughter. Well, obviously, he's a boy, so that can't be true. Would you like to tell me what you think about Theresa May as it stands? <laughs> <laughs> I think she's great. I think she's doing a, a really good job. I think she's holding everything together really well. Uh-huh. Um, and I just we couldn't hope for a better leader in, at such complicated times. No, but 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 seriously, it, it, isn't it almost surreal how just rubbish she is? There's like it's no weird, no saving grace. That's what's no, so like peculiar. last year. It was all um, you know. She's obviously going to go any moment now. She'll be gone by tomorrow. Will she be gone by the next? Like, oh no! Apparently, this is fine. That's that's tawdry nothing. Oh, it's great, isn't it? When you've got Boris Johnson writing articles for the 
the de- the mail on Sunday or whatever saying Theresa May's doing a terrible job and that's fine. That's, that's okay. fine. Still in the cabinet, and then you've yeah. got. Uh, uh, but to to be fair, I mean, you have a, a sterling leader of the opposition. <laughs> you mustn't you mustn't say anything bad against him because uh, you're a Jew. Well, uh, it, it'll just be a smear. A Zyokon That's smear. right. Yeah, because he's, he's he's perfect, and people are blinded by that perfection into thinking he isn't. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. I've thought about it that way. <laughs> yeah, smears, smear jobs. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it is. It has been a tawdry couple of months, even taking into account the last year or so. Just everything from. Corbyn's inability to deal with with his Jew haters, to Windrush, to just the just apparently we we just can't agree what we're going to be doing uh, when Brexit comes. We literally just have no idea, and we just decided that's fine. We're just not going to really do anything, as far as I can. I'm tell. more I'm more object to the word Brexit having just become okay. It's fine. Apparently, that's just a word we use now. <laughs> Brexit, horrible portmanteau of awfulness. And the fact that you'd see the BBC using terms like Brexiteers, like that's okay. Uh, well, I bet you there are decisions made at high levels at what point a word becomes normalised. I mean, I've heard that the, the BBC used the word Tories, for example. Of course, Tory can be, was pejorative. originally pejorative. And now it's just, uh, it's considered acceptable within news broadcasts to mention it. So, I don't know. There, there, there does come a point, I suppose, where the demotic just becomes the accepted, uh, like blog, for example. I fought blog for a long time, and maybe I have. We have to stop fighting Brexit. You fought the blog, and the blog won. It did. Well, it didn't. Nobody does blogs anymore because of That's uh, true. because of Facebook and so forth. Apart from that rock paper shotgun site, that's not a blog. That's a magazine. Is it okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Fair it's, enough. Not, it's not a blog at all. Did you watch that demo of Google Duplex where where the Google lady phoned up and booked a hair appointment? No, I haven't watched it. I've read about it, but I haven't seen the actual footage. You need to actually watch it because... She ums and ers, doesn't No, but more importantly than that, she actually gets it right. We, even though the other side, you know, is on a phone call and asking questions and so on. And I was thinking... It strikes me as a kind of cold reading thing because I think what actually happened was that Google tested this out about a thousand times and they picked the one phone call where miraculously the damn thing happened to say the right thing and then broadcast it because there, there is no way that the accuracy that was portrayed in this call represents the mean because as as anybody who's ever talked to any computer will know that they are blinking idiots who don't get the most obvious thing if you just happen to stray off the railway track so absolutely and i think they've they've proven that again and again with the various google home and and so forth and google assistant they they always demo it in a way that is never actually possible yes exactly I mean, the one thing they can say is it's better than Siri, but, you know, that's not saying much, uh, indeed. Do you know what Google Home did last week or this week? The, yeah, this week. What? It forgot Radio 4. <laughs> so we, we bought a Google Home recently to replace our kitchen radio. Why did you use Amazon Alexa? Because I wanted a Google Home. Why? 
because I've just everything else is Google, so I may as well just sacrifice my whole personality to them. Fair enough. And uh, and so you say you walk in the kitchen, you say, "Hey Google, play Radio Four. and mm-hmm. she says, "Sure, here's Radio Four from the BBC." Yeah, and then it starts playing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she went, "I'm sorry." I can't find that at the moment. <laughs> and do you have oh, a well, moment no, 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 of existential no. doubt? Like, yeah. oh my God, the BBC have closed down Radio 4. <laughs> so, so I said, no, no, Google, play Radio 4. I'm sorry, I can't find that. Well, play Radio 3? Sure, here's Radio 3 for the BBC. Play Radio 4 Extra? Sure, here's Radio 4 Extra. Play Radio 4. I can't find that at the moment. <laughs> what? No! Everything I... No! And so, uh, yeah, so I went to the support forums and I and there was one thread in the wrong place and I started a new one in a more right place. And um, so many people joining in going, ah, ah, what's happening in the arches? Which I know, no forgiveness for them, clearly. Yeah. And other people saying, but I can't, I can't function, I can't function. And eventually it got fixed yesterday morning after a week. A week, after of, a week. of no Radio 4. Well, that just does show... There, there are these weird blind spots. And Google are strange because, you know, obviously they f- focus primarily on search and so forth, but obviously Android's important and other things, but then they just can't be asked in certain mm. circumstances. A good example of that is Google Docs. Oh, you know, yes. There, there are... It's like they stopped developing it five years ago. There are some patently obvious features that it requires very simple things like for example by default being able to show your spaces and return characters which every word processor since the commodore pet's been able to do you know by putting little symbols to show you where mm-hmm. your line feeds are oh no you can't do that you can't I think do that the, this the file structure of google docs is it's astoundingly poor they they've they sort of implemented folders but they clearly didn't want to and they barely function and i want i use google docs for invoicing and i use it for um uh you know for typing out draft documents and all sorts of things i don't have word installed anymore mm. um because I, I don't have a DVD drive, so I can't install Word 2005, and I won't touch any version since then because I'm 40. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I use Google Docs for all these things, and, you, and I just want to structure them into folders, and it just doesn't want to work that way. But then there's no m- sensible filtering. I imagine at some point they thought to themselves, we'll have it filter intelligently like we do email or whatever. It's mm-hmm. all, we'll, we'll, we'll know which document they want at the top, and then yeah. clearly whoever thought that wandered away from their computer and got distracted. Yes, and and that's and the thing is, here's the other thing about it. One day they'll just go, uh, "We're switching it off." Yes, that's that'll be it. No, but there there are bizarre. Uh, it's like like that, and as I said, like showing. I mean, you can get apparently you can get some weird plugins that let you show the space characters and the returns of that, but it doesn't really work default. Um, and just other little small things. We're not talking about highly complex, you know, tables within tables, rotated 90 degrees. No, I'm talking about some quite simple things, both within the uh, docs and the spreadsheet, which just hasn't been able to do for years. People are complaining about it, and then just, they just shrug their shoulders and say, oh, well, yeah. So I don't understand really how Google works. Um to the degree that they have 20% projects where people are allowed to work on projects that tickle their fancy. That's one thing. But then there are other areas where I think, well, this is a primary product that you're focusing on. And there's some very basic problems with it, which everybody knows about and you haven't fixed. I'll give you another example of that. Google Photos, which I use. Um, mm-hmm. two, two big problems, which in, in two years haven't been solved and yet are mentioned everywhere. Firstly, occasionally, uh, if you happen to be editing a picture or you happen to take a picture and you 
put it on a shared album, it will helpfully share share a pixelated lower quality version temporarily before it uploads the full version. And then it forgets ever to upload the full version and you can never upload the full version. So, uh, you know, and literally there's no way you can, there's nothing you can do about that. So for example, when I, we, we have a family album that we share amongst ourselves and, uh, my sister-in-law then makes a printed album out of it. And if it happens to be that the specific picture I shared is the pixelated temporary version, that's the version that goes in the album because there's no way to share it otherwise, except if I email it to her or something. Another issue, you get alerts on your phone saying somebody's added something to an album and you press the alert takes you to google photos which of course hasn't refreshed yet so show, shows you all the stuff that happened before the alert so it doesn't show you all the new pictures added you don't have to exit out of the google photos go back into it and hope that it's refreshed in time little things like that that everybody millions literally millions of people are experiencing and they haven't fixed in two years so it does it does make one wonder really what's what's really going on behind the curtain at you such organization next what their, their URL shortener. Oh yeah, I know they're switching that off. They said so. They've yes. Got bored of it. <laughs> so why would you switch that off? That's why I use. Um, uh, that's why I use my own go.cream.org. But when are you going to get bored of that? <laughs> yes. Well, it's been going for some time now, so I, I'm not going to, uh, really that's bother. That's such an arbitrary bored. thing to switch off, and it's going to affect so many people. Yes. I mean, it is. Uh, RPS uses Google shorteners and it's uh, also Twitter. Well, there's something about people are complaining that, that, that people are using these URL shorteners to bypass country sensors. And oh, right. Google don't want to help people bypass country sensors. Oh, God, no. How awful would that be yeah, if so. the internet were truly international? Hmm. So no, apparently, yeah. I, I, you know what? They'll probably just close down. They say, "Screw it, we're we're closing down our um, search engine." Can't be bothered. Yeah, we're bored of searching. <laughs> yeah, search search is very late nineties. Getting rid of that. Having oh, AI. So do you have a Google Home? No, I've got an Amazon Alexa. Oh, do you? I like? I do like Google Home. It is it is very good when it doesn't forget entire radio stations. Right, it works. It's really nice. I just walk in the kitchen, and say, "Hey, Google, what's the weather today?" And she'll just tell me. And I say, "What's the news?" And she'll play me a BBC bulletin. Very nice. And um, I also say, I might say, "Hey, Google, uh, how long will it take to drive to um, uh, Bristol Temple Meads?" And she'll say, uh, "Bristol Temple Meads will take twenty-one minutes in current light traffic." I'm sending the directions to your phone, and then my phone just has the map open with it ready to go. It's very nice. It's like it is. It is proper computer T Earl Grey hot level of excitement. How's Lucy? Because uh, she meowed before we started recording. I imagine she's sitting in her box. Toby made her a box. Why? Um, a cardboard box, uh, which she put stickers all over for her to sleep in, and then she's in my on the floor in my study, and she sleeps there nearly all day now. Okay, so she's just rubbish. She's become full, she's just become fully nocturnal, so she's out and about up to her antics at night time. <laughs> and then she sleeps in here during the day. Um, um, mostly bringing mice into the house. Yesterday, the other day, I walked down and found a pile of entrails in the middle of the dining room. What do you think of uh, Trump's North Korea thing? I was going to ask you this. I wanted to, I've been thinking about uh, to, to, to asking you this question on the podcast. Is is Has he accidentally or deliberately done a good job? 
Yes, and I think, but I, I don't. I'm not that surprised by that because I think often, um, if you've been trying something for three decades and it's not worked, then just throwing a wild card into the air can make a difference. And he's clearly a wild card, and it's made a difference. It might not be anything specific, although I suspect the slight megalomaniac toddlerishness with which he progresses. It has a better a better effect on people like Kim Jong Un, who is also a megalomaniac toddler, than some sort of nuanced diplomacy, playing three D chess that uh, people like Obama would have tried. So I think yes, I think it may be the case. That's not to say that uh, everything he does will now turn into gold, but I'm not surprised. And I and I kind of predicted that there would be one or two things where sometimes when you've been trying the intelligent rational approach uh, a, a kind of cataclysm can actually cause creative uh, unblocking of of the of the clog uh, and it's kind of almost how evolution works as well you know you have steady state evolution then you have cataclysms that create new opportunities and i think that this is an example of such a thing so yeah i think so i know people try very hard to to um find ways of not making Trump uh, the, the the causal agent here or finding ways of thinking it a bad thing. I don't think one needs to do that. I think one can say he's generally a complete imbecile, uh, but who nevertheless, whose imbecility has had a small evolutionary use at this point. And that's the end of it. That's the way the world sometimes works. It's fair enough. I think it is fair enough. Uh, although I think it's a little early. There haven't actually been any useful results yet. No, there have. I mean, the the, the three uh, Americans have come back. That's true. That is have true. They come, you know, and apparently Obama tried to get them out and had failed. So fair enough. Fair enough. There you go. Uh, uh, we'll see how the conversation with between Trump and Jong Un goes. If uh, well, that's what I wonder. I wonder whether you get to that point and then suddenly and, and the suddenly a bomb, yeah can't decide who gets to play with the toy and well yes exactly if if he manages to have a conversation with king jong-un and the next thing we've got is complete de-escalation and north and south korea come together then fine you know at that point he can get the nobel peace prize because well that's you know, what that's what boris, that's what boris was trying to trick him into wasn't it although boris was saying pulling out of iran means you can't because if iran then blows the world up with nuclear bombs you can't really have a, 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 a nobel peace prize mm. um <clears throat> i don't i i think that actually what's happened with iran's been very useful as well in a very interesting way in that a lot of like a lot of countries like the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia and Egypt and Jordan have have all come together with bizarrely with Israel uh, in a kind of anti-Iranian alliance. So a lot of um, previous fractious enemies have had to have their heads knocked together to deal with what they consider a larger problem, which may lead to more uh, fruitful relationships later on. So I, I, I'm not unho- I'm not unhopeful about Iran again. I think that was an area where an unpredictable wild card was perhaps going to be more successful than plodding along. So uh, I I, I wait to see what happens in a year's time. I think in a year, I I think in a year we'll be saying it's fine. Your friends in Israel making things rather tricky just now. Hmm? Your friends in Israel making things a little more tricky with that right now. How so? By by shooting lots of bombs at at the Iranians in Syria. (laughs) 
Mm, well, I think that'll be fine. I don't think that's a problem. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's kind of Armageddon thing. I think it's yeah. I I, I think that what we we'll come back in a year's time, and I think the situation will be interesting. Uh, and Here's what I need thing. from Israel right now. I just wanted to find. There's one of the newspaper front pages. Yes, in the Daily Mirror. World holds its breath. I'm not holding Israeli my breath. Flag. I'm not? not holding my breath. No, it's nonsense. It's overstated rubbish. Special report from Israeli border Israel border as Iranian crisis engulfs region. No, it doesn't. Next to oh, this made me really cross this morning. Uh, the Daily Mirror's picture headline is sometimes Babs can't remember why fans want to take pictures, but we gently remind her. Who gently reminds her? Christopher begins. Oh, does he? And then there's a picture of her looking really confused on the front. That is just oh, that is so grim. Well, you know that's what happens when you get old, doesn't it? Yes, but I don't think you need newspapers and go, oh, we found a picture of her looking a bit confused. Let's put her on the front. Pleasingly, the Daily Express has a thing saying, exclusive, my brave Babs is battling Alzheimer's with fun, says Christopher Biggins. And that's not an exclusive because the mirror scooped them. Yeah. On (laughs) Christopher Biggins' opinion of Barbara Windsor's Alzheimer's. (laughs) Doctor. The number one topic on everyone's mind. Doctor Christopher Biggins. Sorry, I apologise. Yes. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Oh my goodness. Oh, are you going on holiday? Yes. Where? I'm going on holiday to Cornwall in three British days. Sorry, Kerno. They're getting quite insistent on that. It's oh, yeah. they, they want their old language back. Actually, I was at a meeting uh, a couple of days ago with a designer and developer who were doing stuff for um, various Cornish uh, council things. Cornish the Cornish Council is now insisting that any work that's done has to be done bilingually, like in in Wales, in both Cornish and English. <laughs> and they're and they're and they're trying to put together a local bylaw so that any company that operates within Cornwall has to do the same on all its documentation, websites, and so forth. Good grief! So, if you uh, how many native Cornish speakers are there at the moment? There are one. There are one. I think there are one. How many people in Cornwall can't speak English, it's, but can speak uh, Cornish? N minus one. <laughs> yes. Don't you love lingua nationalism? Oh, I just loved the Towers of Babe. But the, the people who, oh, I don't know. Stu wrote a good article about this, about Scottish uh, language uh, on, on, uh, on his Wings Over Scotland uh, Nazi website. But he is a Scottish nationalist. Yes, and he is. Uh, he, while he doesn't have any problem, the, it seems that the uh, he's done some look at some and some looking into this matter and the whole thing about you know road signs and all this that that people like to get crazy about doesn't really actually make any money, make any loss, and probably makes a little bit of profit from the results of touristy things it causes. But um, the enforced education and 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 various other ludicrous concepts. Um, are costly and stupid and all about just making it harder for people to understand one another which is a yeah, stupid thing to do not just costly and stupid and hard to understand it's also corrosive yeah in that it fetishizes difference and exclusion exactly a hundred percent and that's i think you'll appreciate the article because it makes that argument which i often make myself which yes the, the, the any this idea that culture is uh, requires language is so outrageously stupid um, and needs to be come to an end. Also, that cultures should be exclusive yes. 
is ridiculous. That's why I hate the notion of cultural appropriation. No, it's called culture. End of story. And you do what you want with it. It's like it's it's like it's taking the notion of intellectual property and fetishizing it to a further level. It's horrible. uh, What was the date in history where we had to stop updating culture, allowing culture to evolve? When when did that? When did we go past that date? And and decided but that now now we must preserve our culture. We cannot allow it to become changed or appropriated or uh, amalgamated in any way because we passed eighteen thirty six. You know, you know what I've uh, I, I I've often quipped, John. I, I've probably done it on this podcast. I said cultural appropriation, otherwise known as culture. Yeah, you, you, when you you often quipped it about thirty seconds ago when you last said it. No, but that's the point. You see, because culture that doesn't um involve the uh, assimilation and reaction to other people's ideas isn't culture i mean that's the whole point of culture otherwise it's just a a, a bunch of individual habits so i'm afraid your notion of cultural appropriation has fallen apart before your eyes my notion so yours you know what you're like you social justice warriors that's true mm. i don't think we should be allowed any culture no unless you're having a yogurt oh and that's where we end on doing it forever <laughs> did you enjoy that that was the last moment goodbye oh. everyone forever <laughs> hold on before you do yeah. um talking about rum doings one second let me just see if i can i got uh an email from Action's Guide to, from Action Medical Research. Oh, yes. And it's Action's Guide to the Great British Cream Tea Party. <laughs> and I, I, you, I'm not making this, I'll just read it from the top. It's an, it's an embedded image, which has got yeah. some nice brush script with a picture of a scone with um, jam on the top, a kind of uh, faux brush painting of one. With the with a fri- with with the following, shall I begin? Yes. Scoff scones, and fight for little lives. <laughs> well, what do they know? Action cream teas, twenty eighteen, best of British action cream teas in a box. Action's guide to a fifteen minute cream tea party. For the past couple of weeks. We've been telling you about Action Cream, Action's Cream Tea in a Box, two freshly baked scones with authentic tip tree jam and Rodders Cornish clotted cream, all washed down with a cup of finest Yorkshire tea. Hopefully, you're in the process of taking orders from your colleagues at the Positive Internet Company Limited. Take it, <laughs> take it from us, though. Don't just order Action Cream Teas to eat at your desk. Think of Thursday the 28th of June as the perfect opportunity to take just 15 minutes out of your day to host a great British cream tea party for you and your colleagues. With summer on the horizon, now is the time to get in the mood and start planning. And then it goes, let us give you the rundown of the cream tea party essentials to ensure that your party not only goes without a hitch, but is also the talk of the office for months to come <laughs> to save little lives. What, there are you the go. Essentials? what are the essentials of a cream tea party? I'm going to guess. Yeah, okay. Go on, then. A cream tea. Well, firstly, you have to set the scene. Oh, okay. 
bunting. You need to get people in the in the in the right frame of mind. You need to lay the table, decorate the room. Think of retro bunting, floral napkins, polka dot tablecloth, doilies, and of course, an eye-catching centerpiece. You need I to- think there's probably a high crossover between people who are pedos and people who like doilies. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> so yes, we're off to a start. Okay, then crack out the crockery and cutlery, um, uh, and you need to. Um, Apparently, an eclectic mishmash of vintage tableware is fine. And so far, we are describing what Laura did at our wedding. Don't forget the all-important cake stand. We had cake stands. We had bunting. We had eclectic teacups that I've been buying from charity shops for weeks in advance. So, so here's where things begin to diverge from your wedding: party games. For those no. fortunate enough to host their own cream tea party outdoors. Bring along some lawn games to the bat to get John. Get ready yep. to to get the banter going. You mean bants? Get the bants going. Croquet, badminton, skittles, and hoopla, hoopla. are old school favourites. Have you played hoopla? Hoopla is that is that the one where you swing it round your waist, or the one where you fling it onto a peg, or just push a hoop down a road? <laughs> hoop and stick. Maybe even award prizes to the winners. Just remember to let the boss win. <laughs> That's a good one. And finally, <sighs> sit back and relax. Last okay. but not least, let us take the stress out of catering and send you a box with some scones in it. Oh, shocking. There's a little bit of money at the end there. Mm. Well, it's a... Oh, my goodness. Um, cream teas are a fabu- a deliciously fabulous way to support sick and vulnerable babies and children <laughs> while having a well-deserved tea break at the same time. Order yours today and win the fight with every bite. <laughs> that is beautiful. You've made me realise there's something I need to read out on this podcast, but it's in the kitchen. So what's going to happen? action medical research for children so there you go clearly there was a convergence there that even we hadn't realized it's just disappointing Uh, that they're not willing to explain exactly what it is and how cream teas protect children well at least at least they're fighting the good fighters that's true i'll tell you what if how long will it take you to go to the kitchen and get this less than 30 seconds but you will need to do an advert break while i'm down there okay mention casper or something all right go away and the four squares all right i can't wait to find out what you say bye Bye. So anyway, listeners, in the last couple of weeks, my wife and I and the rest of the family went to see the musical Chess at the English National Opera, E-N-O, a 1980s musical. That has a troubled history, a very good score, though. We enjoyed it very much, uh, and the score is amazing, so you should enjoy it. If you, It's only running for another three or four weeks, so if you find any cheap seats, go and see it. You won't be disappointed. Back. Hello, what are you going to read? Did you say horrid things about me? I did. I said you smell like poo. I do. Mm-hmm. I've got the Keynesian voice here. Oh, good. Uh, it's always a treat. It is. Um, I just need to find the letters page. Go on, then. Now, it has... It's a bumper cropper letters in this issue. Two. Two letters. Two letters. One is, says, one is titled, Young would bring balance to politics. Who would? Young. Toby Young. Toby Young. finally bring some nazi balance to politics okay this one is entitled this is the letter entitled moorland struggle okay moorland moorland struggle all right 
Are you ready? I am ready. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it in the manner that I believe is intended. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Quaint twisting and turn, grace unmeasured terrain. Embark in fold, risk my mind once was sane. Drag forth and embrace rough ground. Am I near? Am I close? Am I worthy? Thus progress, thus endear. Dewy, once leafy, once enriched in deep soil. A meaning, a beginning, a truth of one's toil. Crackled stone and worn paving. How many have passed as twilight engulfs me? Would I be the last? No, I'll struggle. Thus continue, I'll not falter in plight. Course inland we do soldier. We all draw, quote, insight, end quote. Our corruption, our compassion. Do I rate now this feeling? Or I suffer, and my dutied my emotions come <gasps> reeling. Perish thoughts, I'm nil, selfish, I'm nil, brave, I'm nil, there, maybe scared, maybe humble, maybe heavied, as I dare, this sharp corner where it leads, where it wants me to fall, or to descend, yes, I've triumphed, I'm compelled to enthrall, banish fear, banish walkways, for I've landed now, express in warm, comforting arms, I rejoice in happiness. Love, Julie. (laughs) Really? What was the title of that? It's titled Moreland Struggle. Moreland Struggle. I don't know what any of that means. It's not terrible. It's it's pretty terrible. It's really weird. It's a poem. I think the last one is meant to rhyme on Banish Fear, Banish Walkways, For I've Landed Now Express. In Warm Comforting Arms, I Rejoice in Happiness. It's yeah, just, it's a half. She really messed up the scansion at the end there. I think she meant it because it's the four and the kadump. No, it's fine. You, you're wrong. Beautiful, beautiful poetry. A beautiful poetry. <laughs> Weirdly written into the letters page. Then they normally have a poetry section in here, which they don't this month, tragically. Okay. So um, if that's not in, so is there another letter? No. Oh, the other letter is about how you, the young. Tell me about the young. I've not read it before. It might be brilliant. Or it might be banal. Let's see which. <laughs> well, let's see which one of those. Let's see. Into. Is this Folks going to be a, something that none of us has, has ever thought of before? Let's find out. Well, it's from Matty Jackson, the vice secretary of the Kingsham Now Youth Council. The section secretary of vice. Uh, votes at 16 is an issue that has been discussed for many years. No one can deny that this will have a massive impact on how our politics work. The most important reason why we need votes at 16 is votes cast affect the younger population much more than the older generations. And but it's just boring. Okay. Scottish referendum. So what do you think about having votes at 16? 16 year olds are blithering idiots. Yes, but so are 18 year olds. So I think it's much of a muchness at that point. And so are 60 year olds. Yes. And 42 year olds and 13 year olds. They didn't vote for Brexit after all. The older people. They sure did, didn't they? So I, tw- I noticed that there was a there was a school <clears throat> in uh, in Great Britain mm-hmm. that has decided that if children don't pay their uh, lunch fees for three days in a row, they'll just mm-hmm. be given bread and water. <laughs> that's nice. That's that's a real thing. So YouGov did a poll to see how whether people supported this. Fifty one percent of people supported this. Well, but there is a question. If they don't pay, who who should pay? The people who can afford to? No, who should? Because it, it basically comes out of taxation. The school doesn't have a budget. So who should pay? 
I would argue that you charge the you charge what you need from the parents you can pay to help pay for the parents you can't. Well, hold on. So what you're saying then, because schools have very strict budgets and terrible budgetary constraints, and you know these things don't fall out of the sky like manna. So there are specific prices per meal and so forth created through the caterers and so on. So who is going to pay for their dinner? Explicitly tell me. I mean, I'm a governor, and and so these questions are not uh, theoretical. Who is going to pay for these people's dinners? Usually, actually, from chaotic families where they just can't be bothered to pay because they know that somebody else will bail them out, rather than people who actually can't afford to. So, who's well, going to pay for that. their dinners? It's ridiculous. I kind of do know that. I do know that because, well, I won't say why, but anyway, you tell me. Who's going to you pay? Have anecdotal reasons, anyway. Why aren't they bringing in their own packed lunch then? I think uh, I think it would be I think any system that was would function would be sensible would be that the, the council pays for school dinners that would be the council be doesn't have any money because they yeah, are holding they, back they increase council taxes until they can pay for school dinners absolutely 100% obviously it should be that well no but they after after so no I think parents should make sure that their children have dinners Yes, I'm sure they should, but they don't, and those children the deserve most to be fed anyway. Well, it's the most basic thing of a parent: make sure your child is fed. And if yes. you feel and that you're your unable to do so, don't have a child or no. absent. No, or they are no, going no. to not do no that excuse. School there should. Doesn't. Yes, there's no excuse. Not is terrible. Parent. I'm not excusing the parents. I'm saying the child should get fed anyway. Obviously, you know, they should. You know, you, you know that horrible phrase, you have one job. Well, parents really yes. have one job. Make sure you're And when they don't do it, someone else has to step in. It's not an option. It's not optional for the you can't punish children because they got No, awful. I will agree I will agree with that, but we we need to be more flippant, less flippant about well what happens at that point. For example, do we just continually allowing those parents to be terrible parents or do we do we take that as something to as a uh, with which to intervene do we say hold on these parents are not providing a packed lunch and they're not providing lunch money something chaotic in that family is happening we need to that's a thing for social services at that point Absolutely. That, sounds great. that sounds great meanwhile feed the children yes and meanwhile yes. feed the children as long not, as uh, not uh, say bread and water and then i don't know have no, them obviously not yeah obviously not because that's ridiculous yes that's the point. Uh, anyway, 51% I, supported it. It just happened to be the same number of people who voted for Brexit. I tweeted saying, what a coincidence that all, 51% of people in this country continue to be awful. And someone replied to me saying how deeply offensive this was to call him awful because he voted for Brexit. And, and I, so I replied but therefore saying, he's awful. Yeah, so I therefore saying, he's good. Awful. Good, I'm glad you're offended. You did a terrible, selfish thing. Is that you're you an awful person? most amused by this. And, and when you said this, how did he respond? He responded asking me to explain how it was selfish to vote for Brexit. And I was like, I'm, I'm not, obviously not. He said, you might, you might convince me. I said, well, I'm obviously not going to. How old is he? I, his photo made him look as in his, his 50s. Okay, well, yeah, Richard. Yeah. I mean, one of the main things that we need to be concerned about is these old people who will be dead soon uh, have a, made a, a vote for a substantial change that's not going to affect most of their lives. Whereas it is going to affect most of the children's lives. So when children say, uh, or younger people say, actually, we don't want this, and we're the ones who are going to be carrying the can one way or the other, you should have the grace to say, you know what, fair enough. Uh, even though we think you're making a mistake, that's your mistakes to make, we'll be dead this soon. Is, 
I know I've said this before on this podcast many, many episodes ago, but this is exactly what Laura's parents did. They they yeah, told yeah. us that they didn't they they decided that their views, whichever way they would have fallen, weren't relevant. It was about what Laura and I thought that mattered which, to them. Which shows that they are much more perspicacious than most people. Absolutely. It shows that it's, it's a beautiful thing. Completely correct. But astonishing, well, it's not astonishing, the, well, there's been a lot, large discussion about how wretched the baby boomers are, so uh, we don't need to rehearse that again. Um, what telly program are you watching? Uh, I'm re-watching Legion, because good grief, that's the best television program that's been made in years. We're watching Silicon Valley, the new series. I need to watch, I, I've never seen it, I need to start from the beginning. I'm going to oh, find yeah, it a bit, bit troubling with, uh, what's his face, silly old curly-haired moron man oh yeah he's 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 uh absent from the newer series for some he reason is. now he left he bizarrely enough he despite being embroiled in me too that wasn't why he left um and since then he has did you hear about his bomb hoax i heard something but i wasn't sure what it was what, he what was happened on a train and he phoned the police and said that there was a bomb on the train why um, did he do this because he was very drunk uh, apparently Okay. TJ Miller, that's his name, isn't it? Whatever his name is, that seems like an odd thing to do. It does seem an odd thing to do. He was very, very funny in Carpoolers, the short-lived Carpoolers. Oh, was he? I'd not watched that. But uh, no one did. Lasted, I think, 10 episodes before getting cancelled. It was very good. Um, It was made by a bunch of ex-Kids in the Hall people. Anyway, uh, then, um, yeah, and then he's... I've never seen Silicon Valley, but I think I'm going to... He's hard work. Also, the new Deadpool, he's in that too, so he's going to be... Be interesting. I think that's it's the perfect fine. film for him to be in. Actually, it's that's fine. We can really lean into. Oh, we've got a really awful man on our cast. Yeah, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Uh, what did he do in Me Too? Um, it's a bit. I, I, I looked into this, and it's a. It could. It could be a false accusation. It's a strange yeah. one. There's no exactly. Evidence. So he might just be so slightly drunk, troubled man who's gotten a bit befuddled and so forth, but might not be that awful after it's all. It's just so, yeah, you read stories about what he's like to work with. He's just not a, not a treat, it seems. But that doesn't matter. He's playing a character in these things. He's not being himself. Exactly. It's all acting, isn't it? Isn't isn't maybe isn't everything? Ah, ah, ah. See, Shall gosh, that got this? deep right at the end there, didn't it? That's very profound. I, I feel I feel so so profound that uh, I have to stop now. We've had poetry, we've had profundity, we've had revelations. Theresa May, we've had Theresa May. Yeah, that was all I was going to say. Actually, do you remember when Major's government were in and they were mm-hmm. wildly incompetent, but they kept falling apart because of sleaze. Yes. It was Sleaze that took them down. Sleaze doesn't matter anymore. Jeremy no. Corbyn and Diane Abbott had an affair. And it's fine for him to immediately appoint her to his... Like, yeah, that's, that's not fine. Sleaze anymore. That doesn't count anymore. So people don't no. even care that they had an affair. That doesn't matter. And it's no. like, oh, Sleaze doesn't matter anymore. And that's partly because we've matured in our understanding, our, our attitudes towards sexual relationships. But also partly because just nothing matters and nothing... Politics, no. we just don't have the energy to care how no, corrupt the also, politicians are. There, are, there's plenty of conflicts of interest, things to do with financial irregularities and so on in Parliament oh, as just well. The no, appointment of um, oh, what's his face, old uh, Liam Fox. The fact the appointment of Liam Fox to to international trade was like yeah. a gag, like a joke. If you were saying who's the least, who would be the most hilarious person? Oh, I don't know the person who was 
proven Say to his be name massively the, corrupt. The disgraced Liam Fox. The disgraced Fox. Liam Fox, yes, of course. Full the name. Proven to be using oh, just so many terrible things. Yeah, let's put him back in that position. You know, and it's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's almost like a troll. Uh, Theresa May is a troll. Well, she is. Yeah. And you can't uh, and you can't fight back against she, she against trolls because it just makes them laugh more. Uh, it does. Although I don't, has true. Theresa May ever laughed? Uh, she, I don't think she's actually really laughed. I think probably cackled. <laughs> cackled. <yes. laughs> Sexist. Sexist. Shall we say goodbye? <laughs>